BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast is brought to you by Venus. Yeah, I'm talking about Gillette Venus, the best of the best. Here's the deal. At some point, as the summers progress or at some point in your life, you've probably trimmed it up down there in the pubic area. You know it, I know it, we've all done it. The cool thing is Venus for pubic hair and skin has come out with some of my favorite products. And I'm gonna break it down for you. I'm gonna tell you what I love and you know I'm being honest. And they're sponsoring this podcast and we're gonna get into it. Here's the thing, whether your pubic hair is gone, growing, or there, this new collection has products to help you take care of your pubic skin and hair. It's not just about the hair. You got to prep so that you're getting the best of the best when you use the best products on it. Okay, we've got the Venus for Pubic Hair and Skin Razor, which features optimally spaced out blades to allow razors to cut hair while barely touching the skin. It includes an ergonomic handle with rubber-like grip. Who doesn't love that? This razor minimizes irritation in the pubic area. I used it freshen up before I'm going out to the pool. Fantastic. I never use another razor. It's absolutely unbelievable. Here's the thing. I also love the skin smoothing exfoliant. Now I use that before I shave. Use a little exfoliant, get the the hair follicles loose and ready to be taken off. It helps loosen and sweep away old skin cells and oils that can trap hair. You won't get an ingrown hair. Exfoliate beforehand, use the Venus razor, and you are good to go. Then afterwards, well, actually during, we've got a two-in-one cleanser and shave gel, which protects skin from irritation during the shave. And then afterwards, use a daily soothing serum to help maintain skin hydration and reduce itch. Check out GilletteVenus.com to learn more about why these products have been flying off the shelves everywhere. Again, that's GilletteVenus.com. You got it. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. I'm video recording this uh, for the first time in my office. I just want you to know I spent about two and a half hours recording episodes, and I realized um, my actual recording equipment for the audio portion of the podcast didn't work. So (laughs) I had to scratch that, set that hard disk on fire. And here we are starting from scratch. So I'm in a mood. I've got a migraine. It's just rolling up the back of my neck. It's a tension headache. I get those now because when you're 34 and responsible for your own career, guess what happens? Everything's a hot dumpster fire. Now I am richly blessed. I'm not complaining, but it's a lot. It's a lot to do everything you know, on your own. And, you know, whatever. That's being an entrepreneur. That's the responsibility, if you will. 
Here's the deal. This is an extra bonus episode. I'm thrilled to be bringing you a little extra work this week. And I really want to dive into the voicemails because I found an overwhelming theme when I was listening to a lot of these voicemails. It's back to school jitters. I feel like people are anxious. They're nervous. They don't know what to do. You know, a lot of things are in person again. I'm on the road again. And we're really trying to navigate that, trying to figure out you know, how do you do stuff safely? Oh God, you know, you're going back to school. Kids are excited. You're moving into your dorms for the first time. You're joining a sorority. You're going to grad school. You're going back to the office maybe. And it really does feel like the first day of school for everyone. Like I have my outfits laid out for tour. I have my luggage with my new luggage tags. It feels very exciting, but there's an overwhelming sense of what do we do? Everything's inconvenient right now. And I I genuinely think we just spent too long indoors and don't know, A, how to not act like assholes. So anyways, I'm going to get into some of these voicemails, get right into it. Uh, Y'all are really going through it. So let me see if I can help you with any of it. As always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. That's the absolutely not line. Also, I'm video recording this. I have an eczema flare up. It's bad. It's rashy. And you know what? Your girl is doing the best she can. It's a good country Western song. She's got an eczema flare up and she's listening to voicemails. God, I can't wait to beat the CMA Awards one day. All right, let's get into it. First voicemail is about uh, this Alabama TikTok. Alabama TikToks. Let's get into it. Hi, Heather. This is Natalie from Seattle, Washington. I have an absolutely yes for you. It has to be Alabama sorority rush. TikTok right now. I just want to say absolutely yes to all these girls in skorts right now. They've got the little skirt in the front, shorts in the back, perfect mullet. I'm obsessed with all of their jewelry. I'm obsessed with all of their skorts. Who knew that chunky platforms would come back and skorts would come back? Absolutely yes. I'm obsessed. I need to know if Lindsay and Kristen didn't get, get into Find You. I need to see who rushed Zeta. I need to see who got Gamify Beta. I'm in it. I'm all into it right now. I did go to Washington State University, go Cougs. Nothing like that. Absolutely nothing like Alabama Rush. I am obsessed. Absolutely, yes. Love and light. Bye. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Now, if you don't know what our listener is referencing, there was an, a TikTok that went viral. It was a Rush TikTok, if you will. And it was about this girl. I mean, she's at Alabama. And I mean, she is real country. No height, no shade to her. But what these girls have been doing is they're sharing their outfits for every round of Rush. Now, I'm going to break this down. Let me describe the video and then I'll describe my experience in Rush and why I can relate to this. So this girl's real country and I'm sure we don't have the rights to like play her video on here, but she says, hi y'all, I'm going to um, Alabama Rush and my necklace is from Michael Kors. My earrings are from like Lulu's Boutique. My dress is from ASOS and my shoes are from Steve Mann, okay? So everyone's doing this parody on Instagram and TikTok about this girl about like, hey, we're getting ready to get Rush and nobody can understand what she's saying. One, I think that's a little rude because I understood what she was saying. She's Southern, so fuck off. Um, but two, it is hilarious. The funny thing is with Rush is that everybody dresses the same, acts the same. And that's the thing. If you are going through Rush a little bit later in the year, if you hear this before, do your Panhellenic walk with the Lord, if you will. Do something that will make you stick out. 
all of these girls, you know, it's, it's this weird thing, even in fraternities. It doesn't matter if you're trying to join the fucking glee club. Everybody's at the end of the day, looks the same and dresses the same. It's just, it is what it is. I don't care. There's a specific certain uniform. All the girls wear the same sandals, but they have different dresses on. But what I always did is I, I, uh, I stood out a little bit. You know what I mean? I just gave them a little razzmatazz. I'd show up in like a trench coat with a soft sandal. And they're like, she's not getting into our group. And I said, watch me. And then I'd offer them a cigarette on my way out of the door of the KD house. And they're like, we need her. We don't know what this adult prowess energy she has. She's only 18, but she doesn't give a fuck. And that's the energy. Girls, if you're listening to this, maybe you're a mom and you're listening and you have a daughter that's about to go through any sort of panhellenic situation, you need to tell her to have a, I don't give a fuck energy, but also while giving a fuck, okay? That's the moral of the story here. Now, for those of you who maybe didn't do a sorority, I'm going to break down, you call it the rounds, if you will. The first thing, now this is different at every school, but the first round we had was water parties. I know. (laughs) Doesn't even fucking make sense. It's because it's hotter than shit, okay? It's the end of August. You're in Mississippi. For this poor girl's sake, she's in Alabama. Who knows where the hell you are? You're swatting away flies and mosquitoes. You need one of those cold ice towels around your neck and you're out here trying to impress women. Can I tell you actually when you think about like the most barbaric social idea in the world is to be standing in the heat trying to impress other women to like you. I mean, talk about women can do anything, but on top of that, you want me to stand in heels in the hot sun while I have mosquitoes nipping at my ankles outside of the Kappa house. And then you want me to have to go in there and impress these women? Absolutely not. However, doing sorority life was absolutely yes. Okay. So the first rounds is thing called water parties. All right. And I don't know if it was because the school only allowed us to serve water because I don't know. They were afraid we'd give everybody white wine spritzers. It was just a rule. It was a thing. It was a thing. That's what we did. So the water parties are your first two days. I honestly think it was like even before Rush really kicked off where you would entertain these girls in your house, right? It's very informal. Everybody comes through. It's like your first pass to see who's trying to come into the house. Then you'd have philanthropy round. And that's where everybody wears a matching t-shirt and you get to judge it up though. So that's, that was the best day for me outfit wise, because I got to wear the same shirt, but then put on a hot skirt with it. And as our caller said, she's very, very excited that skirts are making a comeback. I can't tell you. You know what I love? Skirts. You know what I love? Shorts. Put it together. Let's fucking rock a skirt. So you get to tuck your little philanthropy shirt in into your skirt, and then you need to rock it. You need to rock just a, a fucking gladiator heel, a Nike Air Force One. Show up suited and booted and let them know it's good. But yet, of course, everyone has the exact same platform wedgie sandal on. What were we wearing back when I was? It was like a Steve Madden chunk. You know what I mean? You know it. You know it. You love it. It's a Steve Madden junk. There's not much more we need to say about it. So then you went through, you had to listen to everybody talk about their philanthropy. Our philanthropy at Delta Gamma was service for sight. We helped blind kids. I feel great about it. You should too. But you know, Tridel was like St. Jude. KD was, I don't know, homeless women. I mean, it's fantastic. It's all great stuff. But you would go around all the different houses. They'd show you a video and be like, listen, we're not total assholes. We also give back to the community. And so based on that, you're like, all right, I like this one. They help these kids. No, over here is different. They help grandmas. Like, it was just a nice way to be like, this is what you, when you join the sorority, we expect you to join in by also giving back. 
I did like that aspect of it. Then I didn't know though. So you get, you get at the philanthropy thing, you get a glass of water and a cookie. I went to the Fine Mew house. Okay, the first round, you have to go to all the houses. I went to the Fine Mew house and they had these fucking cookies that had that hot pink confection sugar icing on it. You know it, you love it. I didn't realize that all the other girls were not eating their cookie. I housed four of them. Four. I ate four fucking cookies at the philanthropy round at Ole Miss Rush. So by the time I actually got down to the Kappa house, I had hot pink dye through my teeth and I had a built-in retainer that was just trapping the cookie crumbs. So I had like a shortbread just sitting in the front of the teeth, hot pink icing all over my philanthropy t-shirt. And I wonder why I got cut from Kappa after, I don't know, skit round. Still one of their biggest regrets. Still best friends with a lot of Kappas, but they regret it. (laughs) They do. I actually had the president of Kappa call me and she was like, we didn't understand. We, you just showed up with a lot of icing everywhere and there was a lot of cookie. And at the time we were nervous, but we should have never cut you. And I was like, I told you, Rachel, you should not have, but you did. It's fine. I ended up where I wanted to go, which was DG. Thank you. Sorry. This microphone picks up every little, I got a new mic and it's, it's, it picks up everything. I feel like I'm very asmr right now. Hold on. Let's just do a quick little... ASMR, my Yeti cooler with Jeff's initials on it. Because that's the kind of wife I am. Anyways, so after that, you go through this thing called skit rounds. And again, it's different at every college, but this is when the sororities get to loosen up. They get to show you who they are. They put on a funny show. You know, somebody comes out in rollerblades and a wig and I'm like, hey, guess what? I do that for a living. Even at the time when I didn't do that for a living, I was like, this is child's play. But DG put on a great fucking skit and I was very impressed. And they sat me in the front. And that's how I knew I was like, I'm in. They sat me in the front. Now, at the time, I had no friggin' idea. I was not astute enough to pick up on like the body language of some of these girls. Like you walked into some houses and you knew you're like, all right, they don't love me. But most of the houses I walked in, I was like, I'm here. You want me. You need me. Even if I was in the back, the Kyo house, they were trying to put me in the garage and I didn't care. I was like, I'm here. I'm lit. Your skit is subpar. Bye. And then you have the last round, which is your philanthropy round. So let me take a second and go back to these TikTok videos. So these girls each day of rush are showing you their different outfits. And of course, they're like, well, can't you? They're like, hey, I got this. Um. I got this, you know, necklace for Michael Kors. I've never heard Michael Kors at Michael Kors. And I got my uh, earrings with corn cobs on them from a little boutique in Albany, Georgia, called Lulu Boo. And I'm here for it. I love it. I think it's authentic. I think what they're doing is amazing. I'm glad they're sharing this experience. But these poor girls are getting absolutely roasted online. Now, I'm probably going to get roasted online after some people see how bad my press-on eyelashes are right now. I tried to put on a face for you guys, but it's melted because I took six and a half hours to record this video and then found out nothing recorded earlier. So I don't want to hear it. So if you try and roast me like these Rush girls, I just need you to know that these Rush girls, yeah, they may be a little country. They may be a little silly, but they're going through one of the hardest times of their lives. So a little respect would also be fantastic. Clark. So then the last rounds when you get to dress up, and that's called prep round. And prep round is where you basically each, you know, each round, 
water parties, you meet everybody. Philanthropy, you meet everybody. Then you cut it down to maybe like six sororities. If there's 12 sororities, you cut it, cut it in half. And then skit round, after skit round, you cut it down to three. You go back to your top three homes. Now, some people may not get three homes. Some people may only get one. There was a thing that we used to call, called a suicide, where you would just put all your eggs in one basket. And you're like, I only want to be a tried out. So I'm only going to apply to tried out. And I'm going to cut everybody out. That's a suicide. You don't do that. Because you might have some crazy lunatic alumni at tried out that didn't like your great grandmother and her pledge class and you're cut and there's nothing you can do. So diversify the portfolio. You know how if you're in real estate, you got I got a house in Florida. I got one over here in a tax-free state. Ladies, diversify your sorority portfolio. If you haven't gone through Rush yet and you're just now listening to this, diversify the portfolio. Do not do a suicide. Also, if you don't get into a sorority, also don't do suicide because it's fucking dumb. It's not that important. (laughs) You know what I mean? Also, like, don't. We're going to be okay. Did I love it? Yeah. But would I be fine without it? For sure. So that's two things. So then you get to pref and it's a very serious, you walk into the houses. I remember going into the KD house and my sister's or my friend's older sister was a KD and they're all whispering and they all have candles and they sing songs and it's very cult-like, very creepy. Next thing you know, you're like, why am I sitting here in a dress I got at the store called Cachet? If you don't know what a Cachet is, it's where we all bought our prom dresses. It was like half old lady, half very slutty clothes. Like if you were a Miami night hooker, you would get a fabulous sequin dress there. Like you were selling cocaine in that dress. Or if you had to go to grandma's funeral, you also got a dress there. It was a real wild store. But it was always in the mall, kind of like three stores down from the food court. And you'd wear your cachet dress there. And they'd all be whispering. And they're like, Heather, we're so thrilled that you were here at the Kappa Delta house. We just want you to know, um, we want you to be all in. We want you to be all in. Are you all in? And I didn't know at the time. I literally had no idea. I was like, hey, listen, Mary-Kate, I love you. I love your sister, but I'm I'm going across the street to DG. I don't know how to tell you this, but, and literally my friend's sister goes, shut the fuck up right now. I don't care if you are. I'm still going to put you at the top of the Katie list because if they don't want you across the street, you are fucked. So I don't care. I don't care for your number two. Shut the fuck up right now, Heather, because everyone can hear you and you need to just smile and blow out this candle with me on one, two. And we blew out the candle. And then we both just started crying. And I was laughing. I was like, why am I supposed to be crying right now? But we cried. Then I'm in this dress that makes me look like a, you know, a co-cooker from the Fountain Blue on South Beach. And we're both just weeping. And I'm like, I won't see you tomorrow, but sure. And then bid day comes. And then on bid day, you get a little envelope. No, you go and you find your Panhellenic leader, which, so you're in these groups. You're in these like bid groups or whatever. So then at two o'clock, everybody lines up and you get your bid card and then you open it up at the same time and then you scream and you have to run to the house. You have to literally run to the house. And I got DG. I knew I was getting DG. I was like, let's fucking go. You know, I slowly, I took a light jog. I've never really ran in my life. Took a leisure jog and all the fraternity guys are sitting outside. Really everybody, even the GDIs, goddamn independence. If you know what that is, you know what it is. And they're all sitting outside. And they're watching you run. And girls are falling in the grass, rolling through the holly bushes, trying to get to their house. So I show up at the house. And I'm the only one whose mother is not present. Because my mom's from Boston. She's like, have I didn't go to college. 
What are you talking about? I didn't, was I supposed to show up for this? So every other mother is there with balloons. I mean, some of these women, I swear to God, because there was so much money at Ole Miss, some of these women would have a silver Mercedes on a Friday night. By Saturday, they had, they found out their daughters were like, I don't know, thetas. They would wrap the car in the fucking theta print. And I'm like, what is happening? So I show up and the DG girls are screaming and they give you balloons. You get a big sister and all this shit. And it's actually a ton of fun when I look back. But my other girlfriend, Dory, Dory Carter, shout out to Dory. She was a a golfer and she's from Valdosta, Georgia. (laughs) We were like the only two girls from Georgia. And they were like, Heather, Heather, your mom's out here. Okay, that's okay. She's just a bad mom, but that's okay. We want to introduce you to this other girl from Georgia. And Dory's like, so salt of the earth. So my kind of girl. She's like, hi, I'm Dory. I'm from Mount Austin. I play golf. Let's fucking go. And we chug beers and had the time of our life. So I say all this to come full circle. Is it easy to make fun of? Sure. Are these fond memories for me? You bet your ass they are. Will I too make my own rush video? I should. I'm going to take you down memory lane. But what really this is about, if I could ever do a TED talk, it's how to beat the system. How to trick these judgmental hoes into letting you in and then stirring the pot once you get in there. (laughs) You want to be a tried out? Follow me. You know, it is what it is. Are you going to have to do philanthropy? Yes. Yeah, you might have to do a food bank. So if you're a lazy bitch, don't even try it. Don't get in, think you're just going to the parties and then you have no responsibility to give back because that's not how that works. We did a lot of good work. We did a lot of things to help others. And we partied our asses off. And that's what 90% of it was about. But good luck to anybody who's going through Rush. These videos on TikTok are so insane. I feel like I have to do my own version of them. But um, yeah, I mean, it's wild, you know, and it's different all around the country. And if AO is good somewhere, it may be bad somewhere else. And if, you know, AKO is solid in Texas, it may be the worst in Jersey. And you, I don't know, I'm just spitballing. So you can't ever judge a book by its cover. And that's what this is all about. (laughs) I hope I helped you. Let's get to the next voicemail and we will get into it. Summer's not over yet, okay? We're trying to get through it. And you know what? I've got you the best pubic skin and hair products on the market. By who? I'm telling you who. By Venus. Venus has the following products that you're going to be obsessed with. They have one of the best pubic hair and skin razors. This razor minimizes irritation in the pubic area where the skin is delicate and the hair is coarse. Key features, okay, it's got a small cartridge that can reach those tricky areas like the curves of the area. A protection bar between the blades to guard skin from irritation and absorbs pressure from the hand. Love that. Also, you can use a skin smoothing exfoliant, which helps loosen and sweep away old dead skin cells and oils that can trap hair. They also have a two-in-one cleanser and shave gel. You can use this on your legs, down there, wherever you want. It's a great cleanser. Protects skin from irritation during the shave. Can be used as a shave gel or, hey, as just a daily gentle cleanser. And last but not least, a daily soothing serum for use after and between shaves to help maintain skin hydration and reduce itch. Hey, don't worry about the ingrown hairs. Don't worry about any of that nonsense. Because you know what? If you use the Venus products, you're going to be good to go. Check out Gillette Venus. That's G-I-L-L-E-T-T-E-V-E-N-U-S, Venus, like the planet, dot com to learn more about why these products, hey, have been flying off the shelves. Heather, it's Mason from Nashville, soon to be Mason from Oxford, Mississippi. I'm going to Ole Miss Law School. Well, I think I just asked that you on voicemail, but I really can't tell if I did or not. I'm drunk at three o'clock and I'm really sorry about that. 
But I just wanted to say that, you know, the situation here is I am trying to move down to Oxford, Mississippi to go to law school. And my apartment complex calls me yesterday. It tells me that the apartment is not going to be ready for move-in this weekend. Okay, so they tell me three days in, in advance. Well, I've got to get down there because I've got to go to orientation. And they tell me, it's okay, Mason, no problem. We have a solution. We have you accommodations at the Super 8 Motel here in Oxford. Okay, well, this is a pretty nice apartment, if I may say so myself. And for them to think that they are going to let me stay up in a Super 8 motel for my law school orientation. I really don't know who in the hell they think that I am. I was just calling to say absolutely not to having to stay at the Super 8 motel and absolutely not to apartments not meeting their responsibilities. I'm telling you, Heather, I've looked at these Google reviews. One person said they were a meal for bed bugs. Another woman got on there and said that under the bed, she found toenails, bugs, and snake, a snake. I mean, this is fucking ridiculous. I don't want to trip up into Ole Miss Law School and a roach crawl out of my fucking sock. I mean, this is complete bullshit. Anyway, I just wanted to call and tell you, if you will, I need Brenda Carlisle's number, Mississippi's number one real estate agent. Tell her to, you know, drop me a call. I'm probably going to have to find a new place. So love and light, Heather. Love you. Bye. Okay, Mason, Mason from Ole Miss, another Ole Misser. This is great. This is perfect. Now, here's the thing. I hear a lot of bitching and complaining, and you're you're about to go into law school, which is a very litigious thing. But let's not get litigious. It's the first fucking week of school, Mason. I hear the annoyance in your voice. That is an inconvenience. But honey, you're a bougie gentleman. I can hear it. I know you have on a Peter Millar golf shirt tucked into a nice, like, Southern Tide short and a very expensive loafer. I, I, and no point am I thinking you can't afford to go stay at the graduate of the chancellor's house this weekend. So buck up, just fucking do it. You know, they're stressed out. Everyone's understaffed everywhere you go. So just be nice about it. Now, what I'm going to say to you, Mason, though, is I hear you. You're not staying at the Super 8, though. That's at the corner of who done it. And there's a crime scene. I mean, the fact that there's a review online and they said that there's a snake, <laughs> a snake under the bed with some loose toenail clippings. No. Y'all, I had a friend in college, and I'm sorry if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I had a friend in college who lived with like that one guy on campus that everybody, he wore the leather jacket, floor length leather trench, and everybody was terrified of him. This kid used to clip his fingernails, put them in a jar and put them on his desk. And my buddy Taylor lived with him. And he was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, well, he's going to murder everyone. So just be nice. Um, yeah, that's rough. I mean, the Super 8 is, you, you don't need to stay there. Say thank you so much for the accommodations. I'm good. I know it's an inconvenience, but you take your Peter Millar golf shirt and head on over to a hotel. Because I'm going to tell you this right now, you might need the Super 8. You might need the people in your apartment complex to come running when you black out one night after a party, you kept the bathtub running, fell asleep waiting for the Domino's delivery and you flooded the third floor. I'm telling you, be nice to the landlords, be nice to the damn people running the apartment complexes in college towns. There will be someone in your building that will flood in an apartment. It happens. They put too much ice in the bathtub while they're getting the brewskis cold. Y'all leave to go hit the club, and then you come back and the ice is melted and the bathtub is overflowed. Coming through the light sockets on the third floor. This happens all the time. 
And in order for you not to then have litigiousness happen to you, you know what you need to do? (laughs) You need to buck up and get a hotel room. That's what I mean. So that's what I'm telling you. Mason, I hear you. I hear the wrestling of your voice, but we got to be nice about it because we don't know. We don't know what they're going through right now. But absolutely not. You're not staying at the Super 8. I mean, a snake could get you. And well, I mean, then you could own the Super 8. I don't know how any of this works. I'm not great with legal stuff, but that's a no. God, it, you know, I just, I miss though. I'm hearing all these stories and I know we're giggling about it, but I miss college. It was such a good time. It's also crazy to think like, what if we went back to college? Oh my God. And we knew, like I partied hard, but if I knew what was coming, if I knew that we were basically going towards the end of the road, like we are this year, I would have turned it up even seven more notches. I don't think you realize. I woke up at a lake house once by myself, 20 miles out of town, had to get on the back of a Piggly Wiggly truck to get back to Oxford. I was alone. Don't know how I got there. Things happened. I just miss those days of when I would drive back to Atlanta. I would get in the car. I'd have Delta, my cat, sitting in the passenger seat. We'd be listening to the Gorillas soundtrack. Do you know Gorillas? They're kind of like an EDM. Not EDM, but like a little dancey DJs called the Gorillas. You got pressing on you. Don't season. That's what you do. Swing. Hold it down, dare. You know that song? It's called Dare. It's great. And there was a stretch of highway. There was a two-seater. I mean, a, a two-lane highway in the middle of nowhere halfway between Tupelo, Mississippi and Birmingham, Alabama. And I'd have the windows rolled down and Delta would just be (laughs) chirping in the passenger seat. I'd have my bed in my bag. Because I don't know if you know this, but like nowadays these sorority kids, not even sorority kids, just college kids in general have like interior designers come do their rooms. I'll have you know, my mom and I went to Bed Bath & Beyond, got a bed in a bag. And I rolled up with a trundle suitcase. Y'all, I didn't even have a laptop for the first two years in college because my dad was afraid because he owned a, a, a computer software company. He was afraid that I was going to literally have my identity stolen because someone would steal my laptop at the library. So there were times where I was like, dad, I am failing this group project because I don't, I can't take my fucking desktop Dell to the library and set it up. Then I was allowed to get one. I was like, I'm going to fail this class because I'm the only one without a laptop. He's like, Heather, you can't trust it. Next thing you know, China's got a hold of your social security number. I'm like, I'm in Mississippi. I don't think they care. I don't know why my dad was so concerned about like a cyber attack in 2005 in my dorm room in Oxford. And I remember when I moved out of the dorm, Everybody's parents showed up to like help them move out. My parents didn't. My parents were literally like back in Atlanta. I had a four-door old BMW and I lived on the second floor. So I pushed my window open through all of my bed in a bag, my trundle, everything. And they were literally RAs screaming like, you can't throw shit out the window. And I was like, try me, bitch. I have no other options. And I threw everything out. I left my fridge. I think I left the desktop. I was like, listen, Give somebody a Dell. I, I, I don't know what to do. I can't take it with me. <laughs> Thing weighs 50 pounds. You know, it's going to slow me down when I'm on the open road listening to the gorillas. 
And I threw all the stuff out the window, loaded that bitch up. I, this is going to sound really weird. You know, you always have the recurring dream that you forgot to drop a class in college and you show up and you're supposed to take the final and you're like, I didn't, I never dropped this class. I don't know algebra seven. I constantly have this dream that it is move out day in the dorm and I'll, all of my shit is there and I am by myself. Because I remember literally the sun was about to set. And because I had to do this on my own, my like me and one other friend were like panicking because our parents didn't come help us move out of the dorm. I still tell my mom, I'm like, you did not help me move out. And she's like, have I didn't know. I went to Mississippi once. I didn't know how to get back there. And that's just because I was an independent bitch. So you know what? All these young kids who are listening to this podcast, which I never there should never be a child listening to this. But just want you to know, if your parents are moving you in and out of the dorms, you are lucky. My parents dropped me off with a laundry basket, my bed in a bag, and a swift kick on the ass and said, go get them, tiger. God, I constantly have this reoccurring nightmare of it's the last day of school before you leave for summer break, and I do not know how I'm going to move all this shit out. It's this constant night terror. Probably should talk to a therapist about it. But hey, here we are. Anywho, Mason, I'm sorry you're having an inconvenience, but absolutely yes to being kind to the people in a small college town. Absolutely not to getting litigious or staying at the Super 8 Motel and getting bit by a snake. (laughs) Let's get to the next voicemail. Good morning, Heather. This is Sarah from hot and humid Chattanooga, Tennessee. I am just calling you with an absolutely yes. Um, Back in June, I finally had the courage to quit my extremely toxic job that I had had for the last four years that was consuming my life and making me sob in the car every day. I don't know. It took a lot to finally quit my job. So I finally found my perfect job. Last week, I got the offer. um, And now my boyfriend, my dog, and I are all relocating to Nashville um, in the next coming weeks. It is a dream come true. Just an absolutely yes to being in the driver's seat of your life and, I don't know, taking charge of what makes you happy. Um, Heather, I love you so much. Thank you for your podcast and being a positive light in this last year. Now I need to find some tickets to your live show in Nashville so I can finally see you. But love and light, Heather. See you soon. I love this voicemail. How about being in the driver's seat of your life? You know, this really goes well with the other voicemails because it's people anxious going to grad school going to, you know, start and rush. At every point, you think this is the most important thing that's ever happened to you. And then you become a real adult and you get out into the real world and you're like, sometimes you just got to take life by the balls or by the vagina and you got to fucking go for it. I could hear in your voice that you're just like, I, I have to do it. And you went for it and you got that job and I'm so thrilled for you. And what an awesome adventure it's going to be to be in Nashville. Love that city. I mean, how cool is that? To have that opportunity and to have that moment, that's awesome. I'm thrilled for you. You know, listen, going back to me driving from Tupelo to Birmingham and that down that two-line highway and I'm listening to my EDM and I got my cat in the passenger seat and the wind in my hair and my bed in my bag in the back seat. And I just knew, I said, I'm going to New York City, New York City. And I said, yes, I am. I knew the moment I got to college, I knew what I wanted to do. It's like, I want to be on SNL. I want to do comedy. I want to make people laugh. And I remember I dated, again, I've probably said this. I dated this guy from Mississippi. And he was like, if you go to New York, I'm never visiting. It's just not my kind of place. And I was like, what? Because Mississippi is actually filled with 
wonderfully like rich people in like like character wise. I don't mean just like wealthy. <laughs> But of course, I found like the one redneck who's like, I don't know about New York. And I remember driving. It was like the middle of June. No, end of May. And I was driving home and I was like, this is it. Next stop, New York. And that August, I moved up to New York and the recession had just hit. So, of course, my parents were panicking because they're like, this is fucking crazy. And again, goes back to my dad. My dad almost didn't let me rent an apartment because in New York, in order to rent an apartment, you have to have a guarantor, which basically says that they'll pay your rent, which is usually something like a hundred times more than the the monthly rent. So if if the rent's $300, you got to prove, you have to have somebody co-sign with you that makes at least $300,000. Like it's crazy. So we were going up there and, and we got a great apartment. And my dad was like, they need too much information, Heather. He's like, I own a credit bureau, a cyber <laughs> cyber software company. Don't trust him. I don't trust him. I was like, daddy, please, please just co-sign this with me. I cannot afford this apartment, please. And I was in New York and all my friends were like back in Memphis or Atlanta or Dallas and they were trying to figure it out. And I just knew what I had to do. And I couldn't take no for an answer. But again, it, I don't know what the fuck with the desktop and, and the... Maybe my dad was actually like in the CIA and we didn't realize it. I constantly have this thing that he's not dead. I mean, I watched him die of cancer, but there are days where I'm like, he's not dead. He's 100% in Mexico, you know, chilling, smoking a Cuban cigar, running a shrimp shack, making fresh margs every day and the joke's on us. But I moved to New York and I was like, this is it. And I had a shitty job at a shitty bar. And I would do my improv classes and my stand-up classes, and I fucking thrived. So hearing that excitement in your voice, you're like, I'm going for it. I did it. I'm proud of you, girl. You did it. Good for you. That's friggin' awesome. You're going to have a great time in Nashville. Also, I hope we're going to be able to open up some more seats. I know we have three incredible sold-out shows there. I got to be honest with you. My favorite shows I've ever done have been in Nashville. Knoxville, Memphis, Nashville again. Anytime I've had a great show, it's been in the state of Tennessee. Did I say Nashville? I meant anytime I've had a, just a kick-ass killer show, it's always, it's always the Tennessee crowds. They're just great. But I say all this to say, you got this. You got this. And you're going to crush it. It's going to be freaking awesome. And this is a cool experience. It's your boyfriend moving with you. So that way you get... You know, you don't have to look for new dick. You got the same good old dick. And that's what I'm here for. Anyways, I'm thrilled for you. But it just reminds me of this like very simple time in your life when you, all you know is to say go and go forth and you don't take no for an answer and you just have to take that leap of faith. But it's cool being in the driver's seat of your life. I think a lot of people have done that over this past year. You know, why am I working at this company that doesn't fulfill me? And listen, are there days where you need just a steady income? Yeah, hell yeah. So I didn't give up the bar job for so long because I was like, this is a good job. I make money. I can pay my bills. I'm going to keep this. But there are days where you just got to get in the front seat of that Maserati and ring, ding, 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 head down the highway. Looking for adventure in whatever comes our way. Hey, darling, going to make it happen. Take the world and love embrace. Fire all of your guns at once and explode into space. Born to be wild. My dad's favorite song. Played it at his funeral. Sometimes, baby, we are born to be wild. 
And I'm, I mean, we, we got to. So listen, if you're going back to school and you got the jitters, if you're going to start a new job, don't worry. You frigging got this. And I'm going to tell you this right now. We've already been through the fucking worst. Come on, buckle up. You got this. At this point, what's the risk? There isn't any. Go for it. Do it. Take that leap of faith and follow what you want to do. But do not call me next week if you're like, I can't pay my mortgage because I quit my really good job at like a hedge fund to start a candle company. I don't, I can't supply that. So you make sure you have a system in place for some savings, but my savings can't be your savings. You know what I mean? Just letting you know, because I just paid for like six rounds of IVF and it expensive. Y'all, I love you so much. I'm glad that I could do um, an extra episode this week. And listen, we're getting into it. We're doing the most. Thank you for being here. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. Also go to heatherontour.com. I've still got some tickets for sale in some cities. Grab them while you can. And we're going to continue to be announcing new tour dates. I know it's like, Heather, when are you coming to Dallas, Chicago, all that? We're locking it up. The deals are in place. We are locked. We are loaded. We're getting it done. I'll see you next time on the Absolutely Not Podcast. Love you, mean it. Arrivederci. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.